Hello and welcome to episode 125 of the Massive Attack podcast. I am Joe and with me as always is Mitch. Good day. And we are continuing our second round of the A to Zs for 2021. Well, not second round for 2021, but this is our second round of the A to Zs. And we are up to the letter L. Correct my maths. Are we up to halfway yet, Mitch? Uh, I think I think we are. <laughs> I don't know. I've just given up. <laughs> I think M's technically halfway, isn't it? But no, we're up to the letter L and we tossed up some ideas of what we might want to do for the letter L. And then just recently, an actor that we're going to talk about actually passed away in the last few weeks. And that kind of triggered us to go back to the late 70s, early 80s and a little TV show that ran for nine seasons and that is the love boat the love boat 250 episodes yes it may seem like a bit of a strange choice because maybe it's not in our wheelhouse normally but we've got some pretty fun memories of the show so we thought we'd give it a go Mm -hmm. so mitch what was the love boat the Love Boat was a syndicated TV show. It was an hour sitcom, basically. It had a laugh track. And it was a, what would you, I suppose, an anthology show. Now, we talked about Love American Style way back in the Happy Days episode, which was an anthology show similar to something like The Twilight Zone, where it was unique stories, each episode a different story with a different cast just telling one thing. This is similar in that, that it is generally, it was about three separate stories set on a cruise liner called the Pacific Princess. And you had a regular cast of crew, like the ship's crew with the captain and everything. But the the guests or the cruise passengers were each episode new. And that was where hmm. the drama came from. But I mean, obviously, so it was an anthology show in that way that each each cruise was a new new set of passengers, but it did have the, the constant. And when I say constant, 250 episodes and three of those actors were in every single episode and subsequent TV movies that followed suit. So it's a yeah. fair effort. Yeah, so it was a sitcom. Like I said, it was a single camera, so it was filmed not in front of a studio audience. But yeah, it was it had the laugh track. So there was generally, like I said, it had three plots generally running through. Yep. One was crew-centric, so it was the yep. crew of the show. The second one was sort of crew slash interaction with a the passengers. And a yep. third, generally a passengers-centric um, storyline. And I think they kind of swayed it that the crew one was more comedy the guest interaction with the crew was a little bit comedy a little bit drama and the the plot line that was all guest was kind of romantic sort of comedy dramatic slash drama yeah well yeah with a touch of drama in it as well yeah and interestingly enough though that each separate section was written by a different group of writers for every episode so there wasn't a lot of crossover between the stories themselves and from what i remember i haven't actually gone back and watched many episodes i did try and watch the pilot episode back from 1977 again because that was on youtube but from what i remember it didn't really have too much continuity as far as ongoing just with even with the crew i think there was a little bit of a love interest going with a a couple of members of the crew over the series but there wasn't much that flowed on from one episode to another no i mean and that's the thing with those sort of shows that go into syndication they can be shown out of order and that sort of thing so you don't want to change things up terribly much so yeah it's just throw an episode here and there and it shouldn't really matter but obviously when you've got a daughter which the captain did have a daughter she grew up so that's one one thing that sort of dates the show, if anything, and hairstyles. Yep. I think 
I was going to say the fashion in the first episode was very much 70s fashion. The, the crew were wearing their white bell bottoms and the, the, the mustaches and the sideburns were pretty full on in 1977 when this first started. I found out something the other day, speaking of bell bottoms, why sailors wear bell bottoms. You may know this because back in the day, you were army brat back in Wales, weren't you? Or a navy brat. A navy brat, yes. yes. Do you know why sailors wear bell bottoms? It's something to do with if you fall off the boat into the water, isn't it? Yes. They're easy to take off when they're wet in the water. Because you mm. try and take off pants in the water, it would be very hard. But bell bottoms are easy. It's like, ah. There you go. I learned mm. that the other day. So there you go. Practical. Why they're white, I don't know. I don't just know sailors that. wore white. It was just one of those things. Fair enough. After Labor Day? Mm. Mm. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that that's the general gist of the show. So for 250 episodes, that was it. You know, they would travel around. Yeah. They would go to the Acapulco a lot. I think it, I think it was the set route, wasn't it? Didn't it go from Los Angeles to Acapulco? Maybe, but it seems to be, I remember that a lot. They did travel around the world a bit, but they had special episodes where they actually went to Hong Kong, I think was one. They went to Australia and Greece and things like that. So there were special times when they did go to different places, but they actually physically went to those places. Most of the time it was just filmed on a soundstage in Los Angeles, but they did, when they did film on the boat, they actually did take it to locations. And it was actually a selling point for the Pacific Princess or the, the actual boat that they sailed on, where you could actually pay more to go on a cruise with the cast and crew and you might be an extra on the show while they filmed. Really? Yeah, and they those those tours always sold out. So it was very popular. It, it went hmm. for nine seasons, 250 episodes. It was a popular show. It was always in the top 20, sometimes higher. Yeah. So it, it was popular up until the end. But the regular crew, let's go through the crew. Yeah. Who do you remember? I was going to say, we probably should go through the crew. See, for me, yeah. the main people I remember, I think, was obviously Gavin McLeod was Captain Stubing, and he just passed away probably about a month ago, which was a bit of a shame, but he had a pretty good life. But I always remember the captain and I always remember, not that I've actually been on a cruise, but anytime someone goes on a cruise, I always make the joke saying, did you get to sit at the captain's table? Because that was one of the things that they would do on the love boat, that every now and then, one of the dinners, someone would get to sit at the captain's table. pretty much every episode, that was part of the deal. So you had your multiple storylines going on and it was like, you have fun on on the poop deck, you go to the bar and you go to the thing but there was always the dinner yeah and it was black tie and you know if you're lucky or the special people seem to get to sit on the captain's table like you said yes hmm. but from what i've heard about cruises i've asked a few people that have been on, been on cruises if they got to sit on the captain's table but apparently you pay for that okay. it's not just something where they randomly pick someone and go all right cabin 43 you get to sit on the captain's table okay. today now i know you do have to dress up though because my parents did go well, on a couple of cruises yeah. and they had to take their black tie like they had to take their fancy thing for the for that dinner. Like I don't know how often they had it. Was it every night or whatever? But yeah, it was a big deal. Isn't it normally just you know all you can keep down buffet on a cruise? Well, I, I didn't realize well, that was actually fancy meals. Well, I think looking at that ship and you look at the ships nowadays, they are ridiculous nowadays. They look like you know shopping centers on the water. They're massive. Yep. There's multiple eateries i suppose you would call it where mm-hmm. looking at that it was sort of like the one place and that's it where you had your breakfast and dinner yep. and that sort of thing but- and they are just giant petri dishes for uh, like diseases covid and stuff like that now so i don't know if anyone would really want to go on a cruise these days well, still are they're probably getting good runs i have heard stories of people who have retired and it's actually cheaper than going into a retirement home it's actually cheaper to go on round world trips because everything's paid for all the food's paid for 
you get to see the world and you got insurance and travel insurance and medical and all that sort of stuff. And it's actually, well, if you can afford it, it's actually better than mm. being stuck in an old folks home. So there you go. It sounds like a good idea. So we've got slightly off tangent here, but have you ever been on a cruise? No, no, I I went across the ferry, on a ferry across the channel from England to France. Yep. That's about it, really. Yeah, so I, I've been on the boat from Melbourne to Tasmania, on the Spirit of Tasmania, and that's as close as I've got to a cruise. I, I really can't think of anything worse. I get horribly seasick and I get claustrophobic. So a cruise probably wouldn't be my ideal holiday. But I think back in the 70s and 80s, the idea of the love boat did spawn quite a lot of people to go on cruises. Yeah. The old... Uh, Fair Star the Fun Ship, or the other name that it's also known by. <laughs> yes. Now, that was a peace tradition of other things, so yes. All right, so Captain Merrill Steubing was the captain, and I always had issues. I hated his long socks. Like, he wore the white and outfit and the shorts and the long white socks, and I don't know what it was, but it was just like, that's wrong, man. This just looks wrong, but obviously it was. It was tropical. Yeah. It was, yes. Mm, topical and tropical. Then we had Bernie yes. Copel. Coppel? Coppel? Do you know who he was? Coppel. Well, he was from Get Smart, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he was Siegfried from Get Smart, which I never put the two and two together. I used to like watching The Love Boat. Um, all right. So my memories of it was, it was from memory, it was Channel 9 at 8.30 on something like a Tuesday. It was probably 7.30 yeah. for all I know, but it was late. And it was that whole, if I'm lucky, I can stay up late and watch The Love Boat. And that was the thing I would kill for. So... Yeah, it was, I mean, from 77, it must have been going for years before I got a chance to watch it. But yeah, that was a show that I, I love it from memories. Yep. And I don't know if it, because it was good or it was aspirational that I wanted to go on a cruise and see the world and I got to see all these things that were going on. And because it was different actors all the time, it was so many different stories. I don't know what it was or the fact that yep. it was just that show that I was allowed to stay up and watch. So it was special. So for that reason, yeah. The Love Boat is special to me because of that yeah I, I remember having fond memories but i can't remember when i watched it i i definitely saw it when i was a kid and i think it was on an, a weekday evening but i can kind of remember replays being on weekends at one stage as well i i think later on probably 80s or 90s they were showing reruns on weekend afternoons at one stage but yeah i, I definitely remember watching it as a kid but i don't remember being enthralled with it as a kid okay. but it is something that sticks in my mind to say yeah, I watched that and I liked it when I was younger. Yeah, so that's the oh, thing. So I'm watching this, I you know, I love Doc. He was my favorite, well, second favorite character. But I never put him because Get Smart used to be on five thirty before the news. Yeah, and Siegfried was a great character in that, and I used to love Get Smart. But it was I never put the two or two together till years later. It was like that's the same person because it was so much later. It was probably seven years later but it seemed like so much later Probably. how was he not so much older like that sort of thing yeah, yeah. so yeah uh he played doc but I, I just knew him as doc i didn't know he had a real name but doc, doc, exactly dr adam bricker and he was a bit of a lothario yeah a little bit i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't call him ugly you know he's not hollywood handsome but he had his fair share of romances on the show as everyone on the show pretty much did I'm not sure they're allowed to. Getting back to the fair star. <laughs> mm. no, but that's like, I mean, obviously with the show that is the concept around the whole thing is about romance and those sort of things. Yes. It is called The Love Boat. I know, but it's all about the passengers. But I don't think you're allowed to fraternise with the passengers. Yes, you can go on the captain's table, but that's not 
you know, a euphemism. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes. the doc seemed to be quite the pants man. He did, didn't he? He seemed to he seemed to get his end away quite a bit. So that was the doc. Then there was bartender Isaac. Yes, paid by Ted Lang. Yeah, who is, I think is another member of the been in every episode of the show, like. Yeah, Captain Stubing and Isaac, and he's actually played the role the most. Like he's actually played Isaac in other TV shows and skits and things like that. So he's like pretty much okay. made a career as being Isaac, the wise bartender yep. with that sage bit of knowledge. He got his end away a bit too, but not as much as Doc. Doc seemed to do it a lot. And he had a quality 70s fro and moustache combination going on. Yes. Next cast member we got here is Fred Grandy, who played ship's purser Gopher, who was, back in the day, my favourite character. I don't know. maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. because He is my least favourite character. Okay. We've got some Gopher issues here. I just thought he was funny. Like, he was the potsy of the show, if you want to call it that way. He is my least favourite member of Happy Days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just, he seemed to be the funny one. You know, the, the silly stuff would happen to him and those sort of things. So. Yeah, he, he was the comedy foil. Yeah. And fun fact, he became mm. a congressman. Okay. So the reason he didn't come back for some of the reunion movies was because he was too busy congressing. But yes, <laughs> not in that sense, not in the love boat sense. Then we had Lauren Hughes, who was Cruise director Julie. I sort of had a crush on her because I'm a bit of a star fucker and anyone who's <laughs> famous is like, yeah, cute. But the, going back, she was good in the 80s, rude head in the 70s. That haircut, <laughs> that bowl haircut is just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wrong. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yes, had, she actually left the show before it finished because she had a massive cocaine addiction problem. Ah. Didn't she get together with the doc at one stage? I think everyone Wasn't there got a whole together with the doc. bit of story. <laughs> I thought there was a bit of an ongoing story. Well, in the reunion the movies, away. they came back. No, they came back jumping right ahead. There was a remake of The Love Boat called The Love Boat The Next Wave in the 90s. And a few cast members came back for it and they did. And that's where they were confessed to each other that they had feelings for each other. Yes. Okay, I knew I saw it somewhere. But yeah, she got over her drug addiction ages ago, but it was still she's still known, and she hates it for it that she's known as a coke addict. Yeah, so she was only in season one to seven, and then they replaced her with her sister, who was played by Patricia Klaus as Judy McCoy okay. for season eight and nine. So yeah, I guess the the other thing we need to mention, or the other person we need to mention, is Vicky Stubing came in as the daughter of the captain from season three onwards. And she was played by Jill Wheeland. Now, I can kind of remember that she was a little bit cute when I was younger. No. But, yeah. <laughs> no. No, she, she wasn't. No. All right. Maybe maybe I'm getting confused with Tina Yothers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she actually guessed that on the show. Of course she did. Because everyone guest starred on this show. Literally a thousand odd actors starred on this show. That's how many. Well, 250 episodes times three storylines. That's how many people were on this show. Lots. Yeah, I guess the other person you need to mention as far as actors that became characters, so from season seven to season nine, Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley, the guy who comes into every show late, like Happy Days, married with children. Yes, he was the ship's photographer as Ashley Ace Covington Evans, and I think he was probably one of my favourite characters later in the show as well. But yeah, he is quite famous for being the person that comes into late into a season of a series and kind of ruins the show. He doesn't know. He just, he comes in a little bit too late. He doesn't kill the shows. He's also, I, I know him from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, of course. Yes. But yeah, mm. he's 
famous for Married with Children and, as you said, Happy Days in their later sort of series. But yeah. And there's one more cast member who came on because I don't remember this, but they got a Showgirls. They got a bunch, like in the, I think in the final season. Yeah. They actually had some dancing girls who became part of the regular crew. So for that one season, they would have had their own storylines. And one of the dance girls was Lois Lane herself, Terry Hatcher. Hmm. There you go. I didn't know that. But I don't remember that season at all. No. So whether it didn't air here or I stopped watching for whatever reason. But yes. So so that's pretty much rounds out the the crew. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, it, it, it was a show. It was produced by Aaron Spelling, who's the god of TV. Tori Spelling's dad. Yes. She was actually a guest on the show as well. Of course she was. names and I'll say they were guests or not. But they actually did some crossovers because this used to air with Fantasy Island following on. That's another show I used to love as well. Now, that was another anthology show. Do you remember Fantasy Island? I did, but I didn't like it as much. I think that was probably really? a little bit too adult when I was a kid. I love that show. Yeah, so that was a show where literally people would pay to go on holiday to Fantasy Island. I don't know if it was called Fantasy Island. You never got to see that side of it. You just saw them arrive at the island. And it was a bit of an anthology show in that sense that everyone sort of went with an intention. And it was a bit of a monkey's paw sometimes. I want to be successful, but at what price? Yeah. But other people would find out that, no, they had love after all, or they had it all along. It was just these weird, magical, metaphysical sort of things. It was a weird show in that way. And Bloomhouse actually produced a movie, a sort of a horror film in the last couple of years, which I've been meaning to check out with Michael Pena as Mr. Rock, but I haven't watched it yet. Mm. Yeah, so there was a crossover with that once where they sort of very subtle crossover. And there was another crossover with another spelling show, Charlie's Angels, where it was essentially a two-parter where the girls, the angels, went on to the boat. I think they sort of just turned up in scenes on the Love Boat episode and they were on the boat and you saw cameos of the crew in the Charlie's Angels episode. I loved it back in the day when they did crossovers where they would do a double episode, but one episode would be on one season of a series and the other one would be on a different series. So, yeah, Yeah. you just don't get that anymore. No, so that was really, really cool. So... I mean, I'm, I'm really tempted to track some of these down because it kind of... Well, I guess Aaron Spelling kind of did that later on when he did the whole 90210 Melrose Place crossover. Oh, well later, but yeah. Mm. Mm. Now, I've got a list here and I'm not going to read them all because we'll be here forever, but I've just highlighted a couple of notable guest stars. Well, and I'm going to put them to you and just see what you think and see if you know who they are famous for or just any comments. So number one, he's number one on the list. So I'm going to put him up there, Willie Ames. From Eight is Enough. Yes. Well, a link to Eight is Enough. There was actually three pilot movies before the TV show started, and it's it's actually based on a book. And that book was just these true, not confessions, but this the the real Julie, essentially. So the original cruise director, she actually wrote a tell-all book about just these thing, shenanigans that went on on a boat. And they said this will make a great movie or TV series. So they made a movie. And Dick Van Patten, the dad from Made Is Enough, was actually the first captain. Huh. And then they made two subsequent TV movies after that before the TV show took off. But, yeah, Willie Ains, one of the children from Made Is Enough, and also Bible Man. <laughs> what? Yes. I'm just saying, it's like sounds like he's a superhero, but no, he is a superhero. He is a no. There's a superhero telly movie okay. made by the Christian called Bible Man. Look it up. It's it's got that '90s rubber suit look about him, and yeah, he is a uh, full-on Christian, Kirk Cameron style, post Charles in Charge days, 
and he made two or three TV movies as Bible Man. So yeah, check it out. Mm. Okay, who else? Don Adams we have here. Obviously Maxwell Smart himself. Or Inspector Gadget if we want to stay on brand. Yes. Kirstie Ellie would have been a very young role for her. Don Amici. I just like saying Don Amici. This is one of those classic names. Yeah. John Amos. Does that ring any bells? I know he's in Die Hard 2, isn't he? Yes, that's right. But he's also from Good Times. But I, I just know him as being the army guy from Die Hard 2. Yes, that's him. Richard Dean Anderson. Good old MacGyver. MacGyver himself. Ursula Andress. I think she was a Bond girl, wasn't she? She was the first Bond girl, that famous walking out of the ocean in the white bikini. Ah. Desi Arnaz Jr., famous for being in Auto Man, that classic TV show. You don't remember Auto Man? When we do our next lot of A to Zs, that's our A episode. (laughs) (laughs) If we don't do Airwolf. Ooh. John Aston. Father of Sean Aston. Correct. Gomez Adams. Correct. Well done. Catherine Bach. Obviously is Daisy from the Dukes of Hazard, famous for her yep. Daisy Dukes. Did she wear her Daisy Dukes on the love boat? I don't know, but I'm tempted to watch. Jim Backus. See, that name rings a bell as well. I think he was a football player that became a actor back in the day. Not quite. Okay. I know who you're thinking of, but it's not him. Okay. No, Jim Backus, uh, Mr. Magoo. Okay. Or Thurston the Third, Conrad Bain. Was he the dad from Different Strokes? Yes. Well done. There's Jimmy Bayo. Any relation? Oh, I hope so, because the next name's Scott Bayo. <laughs> so, yes. Because <laughs> I've never heard of a Jimmy Bayo, but apparently there is a Scott and Jimmy Bayo. Scott Bayo is famous for being a complete nut job and also being now Chachi. Chachi. Yeah. Yep. And Charles and Judge. And Zapped. Do you remember Zapped? I do remember Zapped. I don't know if Zapped would hold up today. Oh, it definitely wouldn't. That was one of those classic <laughs> 80s titty comedies where it's like, yeah, it's okay to treat women terribly. Mm. Adrian Barbeau, speaking of that. <laughs> See, that that's a name I don't remember at all. She was in the Swamp Thing movie, the okay. original Swamp Thing movie, and one of the Lamborghini drivers in the Cannonball Run. Ah, what a great film that is. Billy Barty. A famous short person. Yes, he was in Willow and Master of the Universe and Foul Play. And Legend. Kathy Bates. From Misery. Yes. Meredith Baxter Burney. And that's another name that you may know from Family Ties. Correct. Ed Bagley Jr. Again, that's a name I know, but I don't know what he's from. He's been in so many things. If you saw him, you go, oh, that guy. But I probably know him best from like Best in Show. Oh, okay. Those sort of fake documentary type movies. Yep. Here's one you'll definitely know. Dirk Benedict. Oh, from the A-Team. The Face Man. And Battlestar Galactica. Starbuck himself. Milton Bell. Was he a singer? Uh, he was a comedian. Okay. You know, comedian slash presenter slash. Vaudeville sort of thing? Yes. With a massive cock. <laughs> if you listen to Gilbert Godfrey, he will talk about it endlessly. And apparently it's that big that it is endless. Massive cock. Anyone who's ever worked with him, that is the go-to question that Gilbert will ask. And then there'll be stories. Okay. And anyone who did work with him saw it because he was pretty proud of it and he'd show it off. Now go from Cox to Beavers, Barbara Billingsley. Yes, the Beavers' mum. Mm-hmm. She speaks jive, you know. She does, <laughs> from Fly Guy. Yep. Great scene. Bill Bixby. Obviously from My Favourite Martian. Yes, and Incredible Hulk. Linda Blair. Whose head spins around. Yes, in The Exorcist. Sonny Bono. Whose head didn't spin around. <laughs> I don't know. He just not, not very good at not a good skier. Um, no. Let's just call him that. Tom Bosley, the dad from Happy Days. Correct. Lloyd Bridges, famous for the Bridges family. Yes. No relation. Todd Bridges from Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Wrestling. Yes. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but more different strokes. For different folks. Reb Brown. Now, you probably don't know who Reb Brown is. It sounds like one of those like old-timey type, but uh, no, I don't. No, Reb Brown was Captain America. Okay. When he had a, it was a motorcycle helmet and stuff like that. He was late late seventies, early eighties TV movie. Not very good. Okay. Gary Burkhoff. Is that Radar from Mesh? It is Radar. Well done, Dick Buckus. That's the guy you were thinking <laughs> of before. From the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Cab Calloway. Famous for that worst scene in um, the Blues Brothers. Oh, that's great. What are you talking about? Courtney Cox. She uh, must have been young. Maybe. She seems to have been around for a long time. Well, she was in that. Bruce Springsteen film clip. Yes. And Master of the Universe. Master of the Universe with Billy Barty. It's a reunion. Bob Crane. Famous for being a bit of a pervert. A bit of a pervert. A massive pervert that got him killed. What's her being Hogan from Hogan's Heroes? Titular Hogan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was very much into the titulars, I think. Yes. Kathy Lee Crosby. Was she from That's Incredible? That's right. She was. Now, do you remember That's Incredible? Yes, I loved That's Thank Incredible when I was a kid. They just don't make TV shows like that. All right. For those who don't know, That's Incredible was a show. It was like, these are amazing things that people can do or break Guinness World Records or something like that. Yeah. Now, when you think That's Incredible, what is it you think of? What feats do you think of? Because there's two that I think of when I think of it. I don't think I think of anything in particular. Well, actually three. People on roller skates going, like doing limbo. Yep. Someone jumping over a sports car. Okay. And someone squeezing themselves into a tiny perspective. Actually, I do remember that. <laughs> yes. That, I don't know why, but that's what I think of. Scatman Crothers. Hong Kong Fooey. Yes. Billy Crystal. Not Hong Kong Fooey. No. So you probably don't really need to say who Billy Crystal is. I think everyone in the world knows who Billy no. Crystal is. Tony Danza. He was the boss. Or was Angela the boss? Well, well that's we've got to watch the episode of Community to find that out. Oh, yeah. Rick Dees. I think he was a disc jockey, wasn't he? Famous for he taking over after Casey Kasem on American Top 40. Well, I don't know if that's the case. I thought that too. But I think Casey Kasem hosted a Top 40, and I think Rick Dees hosted a Top 40. And we used to get them over here in Australia. I think they just got different feeds. I think they okay. just stopped getting the Casey Kasem one, and we got the Rick Dees one. I could be wrong, but yes. Hmm. Delvine Deloney. The Australian? Yes, because they actually filmed two episodes here in Australia. The fact that she got on the wiki as a guest, fair, fair dues to Delvine. Yeah, definitely. But yes, yeah, so there was a... Like I said, there were a couple of special episodes where they would go overseas and actually film on location. I do remember this when it aired. It was, They came and did a two-parter in Australia for Julie's wedding, so it was a big deal. It was a two-parter. It was a overseas. And, yes, Delvin Delaney obviously was one of the Australian guests on the show. Hmm. Bob Denver. He was Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd want him on, a, on your you know, cruise ship. <laughs> no, I'm sure there were gags referencing that. Oh, there probably uh, was. Yes. Samantha Egger. See, that name rings a bell, but I can't think why. Uh, she was on, she went on to Baywatch. But okay. I know her as... Um, from Charles in Charge, a bit of a Scott Baio reference there. And Willie Ames, three from Charles in Charge. Wow, who else? Linda Evans. Now, she is actually one of the most on the show. I think she had like five appearances on the show. There's a couple of people we'll go into that. Um, Jamie Farr. Klinger himself from MASH. Yeah, so there's two MASHs so far. John Forsyth. He was the voice of Charlie and Charlie's Angels. Eva Gabor and Jaja Gabor. So what are they actually famous for? They were actors. Eva was in Green Acres and Jaja was Jaja. She was. And she slept cops. Henry Gibson. Nope. Can't say I know that name. 
He was the leader of the Illinois Nazis in Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. mm. Melissa Gilbert. From Little House on the Prairie. Correct. Why I know that, I have no idea. I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. See, mm. we, could, we could have done Little House on the Prairie for our L episode. Lawn Green. From Battlestar Galactica. I can't think of the character he played. Adama, and he was, mm-hmm. and he was also in Bonanza for a very long time. Mm. Pam Greer, famous for black exploitation movies of the sixties. Yes, and Jackie Brown herself. Mm. What about Rosie Greer? Do you, does that name mean anything to you? No. Have you heard of a movie called The Thing with Two Heads? Ah, yes, I have. Yes, he's the black guy okay. with the white racist guy who gets his head put onto Rosie Greer's body. Buddy Hackett. Who was a famous comedic actor, I guess you'd say, back in the 60s and 70s. I think he was in the Herbie movies, wasn't he? I think he was. You're right. Alan Hale Jr. I should know that name, shouldn't I? Well, you, you had Gilligan. Oh, okay. He was the skipper. Jackie Earl Haley. He was from the Bad News Bears, but also was Rorschach in the Watchmen movie. Dan Haggerty. I was about to say gentle bed but no it was grizzly adams yes. <laughs> one's a bear and one's a bear <laughs> nicholas hammond again i think i know the name but i i can't put a face to it he was a von trap child okay in the sound of music and he was the 1970s spider-man from the spider-man tv show oh, so what is that you cut face <laughs> <laughs> yes tom hanks who's just in everything, Tom Hanks. The Harlem Globetrotters. Did they cheat to win? Probably. David David Hasselhoff. So that would have been mid-80s, I'm assuming, and it would have been almost a Knight Rider crossover. It had to be, didn't it? I don't know. We'll have to check it out. Richard Hatch. Again, the name sounds familiar. So he was not Starbuck, but the other one. Apollo, correct. Yep. Robert Hayes. Nope. Yeah, losing me in the H's. Uh, he is Stryker from Flying High. Okay. Hulk Hogan. Uh, see, I don't know who that is. What about Terry Belair? Oh, yeah, yes. The, the, uh, yeah. From yeah, Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> so when he was on, was he actually Hulk Hogan or did he play a different character? Well, I don't know, but I'm tempted to check it out because I do want to – I actually want to go back and look at a lot of these people. Uh, all right, I'll, 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 I'll rush you very quickly. Graham Kennedy. The Australian Graham Kennedy. Yes. Uh, was that in the so Aussie episode as well? Australian. Hmm. Yes. Jack Klugman. Was that Quincy? He was Quincy. Or Felix from The Odd Couple. Lorenzo Lamas. He was in lots of movies, but famous for Renegade. Yes. <laughs> I, you would have loved Renegade, I reckon. I, lo- I did I love Renegade. <laughs> you would have, yes. John Philip Law. He's been in something we've talked about on the on the show, hasn't he? Two things that we've talked about this A to Zs. Yes, so he was Danger Diabolique, and he was also... Yes. The angel in, yeah, in Barbarella. Correct. Mm-hmm. Lee Majors. The fall guy. Well, mm-hmm. most people would say $6 million yeah. man, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, I would have said the fall guy. <laughs> Jerry Mathers. The beaver. Lee Merriweather. The beaver. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Different animal. Okay. Catwoman. Okay. Pat Morita. Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid movies or Arnold from Happy Days? Either or. Donnie Most. My least favourite member of Happy Days. <laughs> Julie Newmar. Uh, she was a Catwoman as well, wasn't she? She was. Leslie Nelson. Not a Catwoman, but Don famous Nelson. for no. Flying High and Police Story. Yes, but this would have been before, or maybe after Flying High, but before um, Naked Guns. Yeah. Catherine Oxenberg, Aussie actress, so she would have been the Australian episode. Her okay. daughter is quite famous now for being part of the Nexium cult. Uh-huh. So, okay. Yes, she was, she was one of the um, big ones who dropped the names and sort of... You know, got this, got balls rolling. Hmm. 
Okay. Dana Plato, R.I.P. From Different Strokes. Marky Post, oh, swoon. See, I get confused here. Is she the one from Night Court? She is. Vincent Price. Famous horror actor from Days Gone Bust. Classic actor. John Ratzenberger. Is he from Cheers? Is he one of the dudes? He is. He's Cliff. And in every Pixar movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Robert Reed. From... Brady Bunch. Correct, the dead from the Brady Bunch. Because I think the mum from the Brady Bunch as well, Florence Henderson, was in an episode of The Love Bunch. An episode. And they were playing different characters. More than one? She is the most capped of all guest actors. Oh, really? Yes, she has seven appearances. Okay, yeah, because I think they said in one of the IMDb trivias that they guest star in an episode together as different characters to the Brady Bunch characters, but they kind of meet each other at one stage and they look at each other as if they know each other. Yeah, they go, don't I know you? And that's it. They just all yeah. scenes. So that's a, that's, that's a cool thing about this show, that you could do stuff like that. Cesar Romero. Famous for throwing orange halves at <laughs> yes, someone. Yes, again, go to Gilbert <laughs> Godfrey to listen about whenever he has a chance to talk about Cesar Romero, he will bring up about orange wedges and men's bottoms. Young boys in the locker yes. room. Uh, but he's yeah. famous for the Joker in the 19th. 1966 Batman series. He's famous for wearing the makeup over his mustache well, it's an iconic Joker, because he didn't want to shave it no, off. No, that was his. Yeah, he was famous that massage. You don't shave it off. Marion Ross. Hmm. She was the mum in something, wasn't she? Yes. Was it Happy Days Correct. as well? Mrs. C. Yep. Now, Nipsey Russell. Was he a, like a, a singer or something back in the day? He was a bit of a singer. He was the Tin Man in The Wiz, which huh? we've spoken about on this show a long time we ago. We have. Hmm. Eva Romero Saint. Now, I think she was a bit of an actress back in the day, but she's also famous for being the, I forget the term they use, but the girl that hung around with the villain in the Batman series. And okay. she was in the very first episode. She seduced Batman and got into the Batcave, the, the um, I think they call them the moles of the Riddler. Yep. And she fell into the atomic power battery in the very first episode. Nice. Yeah, I know. They just totally killed somebody. Peter Scolari. Well, if you've got Tom Hanks, you've got to have his co-star from the bosom buddies. Was he famous for anything else? He was in Newhart. Okay. Mark Singer. <laughs> was he the beast master? He was the beast master. The master of beasts. Oh, yes. Go back a couple of years when we watched that for our fantasy series, and it was one of those movies that I loved when I was a kid, but looking at it now, it was like, why did I ever like this? Mm. Suzanne Summers. See, that's another name that I know, but I don't know where she's from. I think she was from like Dynasty or one something One of those like that, shows, she? but she's also famous for selling that thigh master. She was the face of the thigh master. Loretta Swit. Mm. From MASH. Mm -hmm. Hot Lips, Hulahan herself. Ellen Thick, Who was the dad on Growing Pains. Yes, and the voice of so many iconic tunes that made sitcoms in the 1980s. Oh, I didn't know he was a singer. Yeah, well, and the dad of Robin Thicke with his blurred lines. Robert Ulrich was a guest star, but do you know what else he did? Yeah, didn't he go on to be the captain in the he remake did. or the reboot? Yes, in, uh, the, for one season, there was a reboot of The Love Boat, The Next Wave with Robert Ulrich as the captain. And Goldberg and Kevin Nash as guests on Correct. one episode. Correct. I, w I would like to find that. Jimmy Walker. From uh, Good Times. Yep. Andy Warhol. He was a guest on this show. Of course he was. Why wouldn't he be? Dawn Wells. See, again, that sounds familiar. Was she from uh, Gilligan's Island? Yes, Marianne. Adam West. Obviously Batman. Betty White. Just... Betty White's just famous for everything being Betty yeah. White. So obviously the Golden Girls would be the first thing we come to Larry mind. Wilcox. From Chips. Mm -hmm. Anson Williams. And I think you got your people wrong before with your happy days. Oh, that's right. Donnie Motes was Ralph Mouth, wasn't he? And Anson Williams is Potsy, who is my least favorite happy days mm -hmm. character. Paul Williams. The little guy that wrote 
Rainbow Connection. Yes. He was also Little Enos in Smoking the Bandit. And he also wrote the theme song for The Love Boat. Did he? He did. He's written. And it was performed by some dude called Jack Jones, right. wasn't it? Not the Jack Jones from Southern Sons. No. Because no, he would have been, what, one year old when Probably. The Love Boat first came out? Michael Winslow. The Man of a Thousand Voices. Mm-hmm. Efron Zimbalus Jr. I don't care what he did. I just like saying the name. And the last one okay. I'm going to say... Adrian Schmid. From TJ Hooker. Yes, and? Or Bachelor Party. And? <laughs> uh, Grease yes, 2, obviously. Grease 2. <laughs> the better of the Grease movies. Uh, they're on a par. I wouldn't say one's better than the other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, obviously, there was a lot of guest stars on the show. A lot. Because, as you said, there was a lot of episodes. And being the fact that they needed different stars for every episode, I can see why they would go out there and get whoever was popular at the time. It was probably a bit of a badge of honour to actually star on the well, Love Boat. There was, but it was also a bit of a where old actors go to die. I mean, that, they're just some of the names that I've done. So there would have been a lot of people that we don't recognise that would have been actors from yesteryear. So there would have been shows that we didn't know, actors we didn't know who would have got another gig on there. So it was sort of a, not an embarrassment, but it was sort of like, yeah, throw them a bone. Here's somebody who used to be somebody. Yep. You know, it what big name stars weren't going on it at the height of their fame. That's for sure. You know, TV actors were going on there. Movie actors would have been old and past it. I, I think you forgot to mention some of the musical acts that have oh, been on there I did. as well. Right. I think the Pointer Sisters and and the Village People have also I, played roles. I think as themselves and the Temptations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, and there's and the ship itself. The Pacific Princess itself. It, Which I guess you could say was the star was of the, the show. Star, and it was used up until late 90s. Like it was sold down and went down like it was sailing the Caribbean at the end until it was decommissioned at one point. But it when it was in the 90s, early 90s, it was actually being used to smuggle drugs. <laughs> it's like oh, even, really? even old, you know, even boats in Hollywood get, the rough end and have to you know do some dirty tricks to keep going and stay notorious. But yeah, they were. It was doing the cruise run, and it, some nefarious people on the um, cruise were smuggling drugs back and forth around the Caribbean. And essentially, it eventually did de- get sold off and decommissioned for scrap. And um, two people actually died in the decommissioning. So yeah, it's a, it's not the best. It's always good to end on a good note on these podcasts, isn't it? Uh, maybe they were singing my way in the karaoke lounge. I don't know. Maybe they yeah. were. Nice nice crossover tie-in, whatever you want to call that. Yep. All right. Well, that's a lot of talk about The Love Boat, probably more than anyone would expect in 2020. Or us full. Well, no, probably. As I said, there there are some episodes that are floating around on YouTube. It doesn't seem to be streaming on any of the major streaming services. I couldn't find it on Netflix or Amazon or anything like that. I think you can possibly purchase it on Amazon, but I wasn't willing to shill out the dough to watch it again. But yeah, as I said, there, there's some on YouTube. Hopefully we can find some clips on YouTube because I wouldn't mind going back and watching the Hulk Hogan clip yeah. to see if he is actually being Hulk Hogan or if he's pretending he's someone else. But um, yeah, so... Do you think that's a nice place for us to wrap up? I think so. I, I'm really keen. I would be tempted if anyone out listeners go, hey, do you want to do a Love Boat podcast? It's like, yes, I will. I'm up for that because I probably get bored of it very quickly. But in my head, the nostalgia is huge. And it's like, yeah, that was a fun show. It was silly. It was dumb, but it was fun. And I think you might get a cohesive episode out of each episode of the Love Boat for, you know, podcast-wise. But who knows? Who knows? It seems like a lot of work. 
250. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> you won't run out of content anytime but then, soon. Coming from someone that uh, hosts a Hey Hey It's Saturday podcast where you rewatch old episodes of Hey Hey, it's probably something that you could do. Yeah, that's all about nostalgia and mm. a stupid idea. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much, thank Mitch. You. That has piqued my interest to go and watch some more Love Boat. But if you want to jump on our socials, tell us what you thought your favorite episode or your favorite guest star was, who your favorite character was. Whether you're a gopher man or whether you're a uh, Isaac the bartender man. Are you a gopher or a nofer? That's what we're asking you now. All right. Jump on our socials. You can find us on Facebook as facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. We are the MA Podcast on Twitter. And you can always find us on our webpage, which is themapodcast.podbean.com. And until next time, thank you very much, Mitch. Thank you. Love and happy sailing. Exciting. And- <laughs> Come aboard. You know I'm going to put that on the edge. Yeah, you better. I'm going to. All right. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, adventure, you're mine.